This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. St. John Bosco was one of the most, most important figures, I would say, in the 19th century church. And he was just a typical priest who operated an orphanage, a home for boys. And he was prone to having mystical experiences, usually in the form of prophetic dreams. His accounts are very well accounted for and very well studied by church authorities. And generally people who find him suspicious, I generally find suspicious. There are many people who will come in the comments of videos like this and say, oh, is this where trads are now looking at mystical visions and things, yada, yada, yada. I suspect people like that have more faith in materialism than they do in the supernatural. But today we're going to go over the vision of St. John Bosco, his famous vision of roses and thorns, which I would suggest take paying close attention to. I have already told you of several things I saw in a dream. From them you can infer how much Our Lady loves and helps us. But now that we are all together alone, I am going to tell you, not just another dream, but something that Our Lady herself graciously showed me. I am doing this that each of us may convince, be convinced that it is Our Lady herself who wants our congregation. This should spur us to work ever harder for God's greater glory. She wants us to place all our trust in her. I am taking you into confidence. Please do not mention what I tell you to anyone else in this house or to outsiders, lest you give evil tongues occasion to wag. One day in 1847, after I had spent much time reflecting on how I might help others, especially the young, the Queen of Heaven appeared to me. She led me into a beautiful garden. There stood there a rustic but wide and charming portico built as a vestibule. Its pillars were dressed with climbing vines whose tendrils, thick with leaves and flowers, stretched upwards together and knitted a graceful awning. The portico opened on a lovely walk that soon became, as far as the eye could see, a breathtakingly beautiful pergola, arbor, whose sides were lined with enchanting roses in full bloom. The ground, too, was covered with roses. The Blessed Virgin said to me, Take off your shoes. When I had done so, she added, Walk under that rose pergola, for this is the path you must take. I gladly removed my shoes because it would have been a pity to step on such gorgeous roses. I took but a few steps and immediately felt a very sharp thorn piercing my feet and making them bleed. I had to stop and turn back. I had better wear my shoes, I told my guide. Yes, indeed, she replied. Sturdy ones. So I put my shoes on again and returned to the rose pergola, followed by a number of helpers who had just showed up and asked to go along with me. They followed me under the indescribably beautiful pergola, but as I went along I noted that it was becoming narrow and low. Many of its branches were draped like festoons, others instead just dropped straight down. Some branches, here and there, jutted sideways from the rose stalks, while others formed a thicket which partly blocked the path. Still others crept along the ground. All the branches, however, were thick with roses. There were roses around me, roses above me, and roses under my feet. As my feet made me wince with pain, I could not help rushing against the roses at my side, and even sharper thorns pricked me. But I kept walking. My lacerated legs, though, kept getting entangled in the lower branches. Whenever I pushed aside a bough bearing my way, I skirted the side of the pergola to avoid it. The thorns dug into me and made me bleed all over. The roses overhead had also were thick with thorns which pricked my head. Notwithstanding, I went forward encouraged by the Blessed Virgin. Now and then, however, some sharper thorns pierced me more than others and caused greater pain. 
Meanwhile, those who were watching me walk under that bower, and there were a crowd, passed comments such as, How lucky Don Bosco is. His path is forever strewn with roses. He hasn't a worry in the world. No troubles at all. But they could not see the thorns that were piercing my poor legs. I called on many priests, clerics, and laymen to follow me, and they did so joyfully. As an aside here, when he says clerics, he means uh, members of the Silesian society training to be priests. So these you can think of them basically as seminarians or perhaps people in the transitional diaconate at the time. And they did so joyfully, enthralled by the beauty of the flowers. When, however, they discovered that they had to walk over sharp thorns and that there were was no way to avoid them, they loudly began complaining, We have been fooled. I answered, If you are out for a nice time, you had better go back. If not, follow me. Many turned back. After going on for a while, I turned to look at my followers. You cannot imagine how I felt when I saw that some had disappeared and others had already turned back and were walking away. I went after them and called them back, but it was useless. They would not even listen to me. Then I broke into tears and wept unrestrainedly as I asked myself, Must I walk this painful path all alone? But I was soon comforted. I saw a group of priests, clerics, and laymen coming towards me. Here we are, they said. We are all yours and ready to follow you. So I led them forward. Only a few lost heart and quit. Most of them followed me through. After walking the whole length of the pergola, I found myself in another enchanting garden. And my few followers gathered around me. But they were exhausted, ragged and bleeding, but a cool breeze healed them. Another gust of wind came, and like magic I found myself surrounded by a vast crowd of boys, young clerics, coadjutor brothers, and even priests who began helping me care for all those boys. Many of these helpers I knew, but many more were strangers. Meanwhile, I had come to a higher spot in the garden, where a very imposing, majestic building stood. I entered and found myself in a spacious hall so grandiose that I doubt one could find its like in any royal palace. Fresh, thornless roses, set all through the hall, filled it with a most delicate fragrance. The Blessed Virgin, who had been my guide all along, now asked me, Do you grasp the meaning of what you now see and what you saw before? No, I said. Please explain it to me. She replied, The path strewn with these roses and thorns is an image of your mission among boys. You must wear shoes, a symbol of mortification. The thorns on the ground stand for sensible affections, human likes and dislikes, which distract the educator from his true goal, weaken and halt him in his mission, and hinder his progress in heavenly harvest. The roses symbolize the burning charity which must be your distinguishing trait and that of your fellow workers. The other thorns stand for obstacles, suffering and disappointments you will experience but you must not lose heart. Charity and mortification will enable you to overcome all difficulties and lead you to roses without thorns. And as soon as the mother of God finished speaking, I awoke and found myself in my room. And I think there is a good lesson there. For those of us who believe ourselves to be doing work for the church, that it is easy to be distracted by the likes and loves of the world, the likes and loves of other people, when we are on a true mission, that this mission, whatever it is for each of us, can be very difficult, even if it looks easy from the outside. Try to remember that the next time perhaps you see a Catholic with some kind of public following on social media saying some really weird things. And remember this either because there might be something going on that you don't understand. They might be privy to something you do not understand. Or pray for them because they may have fallen into a temptation for the love of the world, which on social media can be a love of clicks and view numbers and responses on Twitter and all the rest of the things. The sad world of that rewards dopamine rushes and things instead of promoting sanctity, 
promotes things that distract us from it, which is, of course, the work of the devil, something that we all must face in our everyday lives anyway. I'm curious what you thought of this, so please let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help as does sharing this on social media. That helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.